So Anique Lewis, thank you so much for being here with us. You are a nutritionist coach. Can you tell us a little bit about that um, and tell the audience what do you do? And thank you, Val, for inviting me to speak on my favorite topics, which are nutrition and health and fitness. I am a wellness coach, and under that umbrella comes uh, nutrition, training, and some motivation and mindset. And I love working with the people who want to strengthen their immune systems, doing a lot of gut microbiome work and also with athletes who want to perform better and have more energy as well as different executives and women who want to live life on the go and still feel their best and eat as best as possible every day and i love what i do i'm very passionate about working with people and coaching um it is so interesting because the gut health is just a new concept for a lot of people and um this was like a new topic a couple of years ago people did not know how important it is to take care of their health uh, and and all of their health it belong like comes from the gut so that's a misunderstanding some people had and they were exercising they were dieting uh weight loss is a big deal for people but yet over here you focus more on like okay if you take care of your gut feeling create a healthy habit that might be more effective versus anything else and what i like about that tell me about how uh to start eating more um and a plant-based food that you you recommend right. people to do Right, right. Yes, gut health is definitely a very trending topic right now. And uh, it is 80% of our immune system, which we are aware of. And there are big links between how we feel on a day-to-day basis, even in terms of our mental health and how the food that we eat resonates with our gut flora and our immune system. So when it comes to plant-based nutrition, I'm a huge advocate in eating more plant-based meals and vegan in our diets, especially as a global warming issue and especially as an issue of the immune system and for, again, the gut microflora because the more fiber that comes into the diet, which eating plant-based is aligned with, helps that immune system to really thrive and fight off different pathogens that may come in to invade the host. So the first step that I recommend if people are interested in switching into plant-based nutrition is not necessarily to go in full-on vegan, but to incorporate between seven to 12 meals a week of these mm-hmm. vegan meals. And so I I coach using a very blended approach because I like to integrate new habits with my clients and help them learn what it's like to eat vegan without having to say, I'm a vegan or I only eat plant-based in that regard. Um, for people, is a plant-based is like uh, almost like a vegetarian? that you, you have to become vegetarian or it's like um, for some people that can give up their meat or protein, they say, hey, like it's hard for me. Adding more plant-based nutrition can almost do the same thing as long as you add more. Is that, because some people are yes. confused between that. Okay, okay, great question. So plant-based does mean vegetarian or primarily vegan. 
So what we are looking at, if we are to label it as something, we're looking at a flexitarian approach where it's predominantly plant-based. However, when you know the body through intuitive eating practices learns how to learn when it wants animal protein, it can have that in moderation and, and portions, but um, predominantly it is mostly plants and fruits and vegetables. Right, right, which is always good for you. So when it comes to yeah. weight loss, it's, it's a, such a uh, um, so much information out there that it can get all almost overwhelming. So that's why a lot of people that I work with and a lot of my students and my listeners are like always seems to have a problem when they start um, wanting to lose weight. They have their goal. They say, I want to lose 10 pounds, 20 pounds, and then they lose a couple of pounds and they go back up and it's kind of like a yo-yo going back and forth. So what are your five uh, tips for someone to lose weight and if someone to start just simply um, decided to lose weight where should they start and how should they start that is a great question okay so weight loss is definitely my special area where I love it I, it's what I know like the back of my hand it's something that I'm very passionate about because the first step really is in in terms of having an intention or desire to lose weight and backing the goal with a strong why outcome. So I would say the first tip would be setting a strong achievable goal Mm -hmm. and ensuring that you have an environment that's kind of ready to help you in a supportive way reach that goal. So once your mind is there to say, you know what, I'm committing to this goal. That's that's pretty much the first step. Okay. People overlook the importance of hydration. So when it comes to drinking water, uh, the amount that we should be drinking as each person's body weight and energy levels and temperatures that they live in differ would be half of the body weight as a metric of pounds in ounces for example if someone weighs 115 pounds or 120 pounds they would drink about 50 um, to 60 ounces of water a day as a minimum to make sure that they're getting their hydration requirements so what we see a lot of is people drinking a lot of things like coca-cola and juice and hydrating with these very caloric beverages, which significantly slow down the weight loss effects. And so swapping out those beverages for water and tea is a great tip that I like to recommend and using uh, hydration as a metric of resetting if you do have a splurge here and there and always prioritizing that hydration factor as a first as a second tip. Mm-hmm. That is so important. Yes. Hydration is, I hear this all the time that not only like is good for you, it's give you energy, but it's also good for your skin. A lot of people hear that like hydration is extremely good for your skin. Exactly. Um, and all the other things that people drink as has a lot of sugar and that's why it add up to um, weight which people don't <laughs> understand that uh, Coca-Cola or like juices, even juices, right? Has a lot of sugar in it. Yes, exactly. So that brings me to my third point. Definitely getting that sugar in check is a priority when it comes to losing weight because 
the sugar adds up so much faster than we think and weight is gained very quickly. And I believe that when people do struggle with the yo-yo effect, it's because, you know, one extreme way of life to another and to find a balance and a healthy relationship with these different ingredients is the priority. So having a healthy relationship to sugar where you might want to keep it mostly out of your diet using natural alternatives like monk fruit extract or stevia and saying, you know, I don't eat sugar, but, you know, a few times a year or on a few dates or Valentine's Day that I do have a little splurge and I'm comfortable with it and I'm keeping it within a daily requirement or allowance is a good way to think about the relationship that we as humans could have with sugar. And if it's a battle where it's either all hell break loose or no sugar completely, then that's kind of where the yo-yo all or nothing mindset comes in where there's a constant struggle because it's either you're eating it every day, various times a day, or you're not eating it at all. And what we want to do is cultivate a healthy relationship to that ingredient as science does show that it is more addictive in rats when they have tested in labs than cocaine. And so we understand the addictive components of sugar, which on the flip side also completely crush the immune system in many ways because it promotes the growth of pathogens and uh, microbes that are not aligned with a healthy gut microbiome. And it kind of brings about a war in our gut, for example. If we imagine a house that we have for rent, uh, we have these tenants that come in and they take really good care of the place and you know everything is left really neatly and organized. These are the components of a healthy diet and a healthy relationship with sugar and you know even things like alcohol or you know desserts and um, junk food on a whole, like the 80-20 principle. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, we have tenants where they come and the whole place is trashed and it's just a disaster and you have to, you know, deep clean more times than you would for the normal client. That's kind of how, you know, sugar and processed foods really react in our bodies. Right. Yeah. So that's the relationship with sugar is, is very important for weight loss. And that's definitely a priority that I look at when coaching my clients. So a, a, an easy step would be to monitor the sugar intake for a day and see what happens, you know, like in your day, you know, are you drinking too many calories coming from sugary beverages? Are you having, you know, a cookie or two a day that's adding up, you know, are you, if you're at a stance where you just can't make that weight loss breakthrough. And after we look at that, then we could move on to the fact that another tip for weight loss is definitely, you know, the big one, fitness. So fitness and moving our body not only helps us to create a better environment with oxygen and carbon dioxide in our bodies, And weight is lost and excreted out of the body through carbon dioxide. But it also keeps us motivated to want to take care of our bodies. It's an act of self-care and self-love. And showing up for ourselves on our mat every day is really a great component of fitness. And and there's so many ways to enjoy it. Like 
if you love to dance or you feel like you're in a slump, you could literally put on a music video and just dance and get moving and get into the energy to want to work out or, you know, put on a workout video online or hire a coach. And there's so many different ways to work out. You can dance, you can box, you can do yoga, you can do Pilates, you can do spin, you can get a Peloton bike, you can treadmill. Like (laughs) it's about being active and like in a way that you love, because especially for women, we hear so many that, you know, sometimes I feel like working out and sometimes I just don't. And it's really to find what you love so that no matter if you do take a few days off, you are, it calls you back because you love it so much. Right. So the, the key you know? is to make it fun because the idea of um, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially busy women that are taking care of their kids and they're with their partners and then they add, it's almost like a to-do list. So I feel like one of the reason a lot of people are not doing exercise is almost like a chores to do. It's like, I'm, I know it's good for me. I know I'm supposed to do it, but um, they skip. And if some people feel like if I can't do three times a week or four times a week, they don't do anything at all. But your recommendation is that just move your body regardless of what, whether you're dancing, whether you're walking your dog, whatever, as long as you're moving your body and make it fun. Exactly. Yes. Because it shouldn't feel like a chore. So we almost have to find a way to trick our brains into enjoying it so much that we look forward to it, whether it's at the beginning of the day or the end of the day. And, you know, getting a routine, having a workout, but it does help as well. Um, And even with moms who have kids, you know, even if you put on on the TV a little workout video that you have, there's a good chance the kids are going to come and play around you and they're just going to sit with you because they quite like that as well. Like they like when, you know, people are on their level and talking like like near the ground and stuff, you know. Yeah, to make it fun. (laughs) they they, they quite enjoy it as well and they might enjoy dancing and and also it's a good time to spend time for mothers that have young kids that's actually they can they can like kill two birds with one stone you can spend some time with your kids as well as move (laughs) around and get your activity done um i have a lot of people ask me question and i noticed that um as a as a expert uh, like yourself um i believe in that the the mind and body kind of connected together and a lot of uh nutritionists and and fitness coaches are working with both together so one of the questions that i always get asked and um people wanted to know how to overcome binge eating because binge eating is almost like an emotional thing and to heal from that uh to um you know, clean your, like balance your hormone and have a clean skin and good skin naturally without any um, binge eating. Because binge eating, I used to have a problem with that, but how would you overcome that? What would you do to, what would you say to the people to overcome binge eating? Whether it's emotionally or whether it's like just simply people are, like you said, uh, nature of habit. Yeah, that is a great question. And I feel like many people do struggle with this. And I have also struggled with this in my past and what the main the main tips that I would aim to teach is coming back to that relationship with food and ingredients on a whole but also to learning more about emotional intelligence and our feelings because we will go through 
uncomfortable feelings in life, whether they're loneliness, boredom, sadness, grief, anger, and and guilt. And a lot of the times we unconsciously turn to these ingredients and suppress the emotion. So when we give ourselves permission to feel and to show up for ourselves and really be present with our emotion and let things flow, whether, you know, a little bit of grief comes and then joy comes and then, you know, a little bit of worry comes and then we can transfer that and think about love. And, you know, so we can, we can definitely move through our emotions, but it's a lot of the times when we're scared or there's an uncomfortable emotion present in our bodies, uh, are times where we would more likely binge. When it comes to habits, because sometimes it's just a habit where awareness is not there. So if it is a habit, then it's to bring awareness with what it feels like to be just a little bit full as opposed to uncomfortably full and try to aim to stay in that um, path when we do consume food. Mm-hmm. and so, so a lot of the time yeah go ahead and then when it comes to our cycle as females we do notice that there are different hunger and cravings that happen throughout the entire month of the female cycle and a lot of the times binging and cravings are increased in the luteal phase which is the 10 days before the onset of the menstrual phase and if we manage our hormones efficiently and process our emotions in a healthy manner, for example, journaling, talking to a friend, you know, a therapist, a coach, a nutritionist, a life coach, um, a sibling, someone that's on our team, it helps us to process these emotions and feelings in a healthy way more so than suppressing them. And with regards to our hormones, it could be something that we could kind of expect that might happen, whether our appetite increases or sugar intake increases, and we get prepared in advance for it. Right. That is so important. Like you said, they have to have like a emotional, pay attention to your emotions, make sure that differentiate, I guess, between it's a, it's a habit or it's emotionally because that's two different way of, of handling it. And I noticed that a lot of my clients and a lot of uh, uh, my listeners are um, binge eating because of emotions. Because like you said, it's, it's suppressing their feelings. And then once they yeah. suppress their feeling, they feel full, but it's unfortunately it's a temporary uh, fulfilling feeling that you have. And then as you go back and that emotion is still there. So it has to be taken care of from the root of the problem. So yeah. Um, yes. My, my last question to you, well, not kind of like a last question, but I'm going to have two for you. Um, first, if you would have to give as a nutritionist an, an advice to a busy woman entrepreneurs that are working, that have a kids that are um, cooking and cleaning and so busy, what would be your best advice? What they have to do to kind of like balance their life, but yet uh, take care of their health and be active and eat healthy? Okay, great question. Love that one. Okay, so before I get to that question, I um, wanted to just finish my fifth tip for weight loss, which I reached number four before we switched. And it's sleep. Prioritizing sleep um, is something to do for weight loss that we quite often overlook. Um, But back to the, the, the woman whose life demands are 
consuming and quite overwhelming it's very important to have meal prep and shopping habits in your calendar every single week so we make the time for things that are important for us so if weight loss and feeling our best and feeling our most energetic self or not even sometimes weight loss sometimes just feeling your best and feeling comfortable in your body if those are your goals and that's a priority then meal prep on a weekly basis making sure you have healthy snacks on hand and ingredients in your home is the priority wow great yes you're so right so that we don't have to look at it and just have one day prep everything and then during the week they can eat healthy that is such a great way to um start it i'm gonna do it myself <laughs> yeah i also have this free meal prep challenge that i designed oh, okay. that is really the best kickstarter to help because it has a recipe little booklet some shopping lists some videos on my youtube channel just to help anybody who wants to get a kickstart on their meal prep and a week of emails from me to give you support. It's like has my free gratitude journal, which really helps cultivate better emotions as well for anyone who is struggling with binge eating. Well, before we start to, uh, before I ask you where they can find you, I, want, I have one question of mine. How did you get into becoming a nutritionist? What, like, what made you become a nutritionist coach? Right. Okay, so it's an interesting story. Um, I grew up a very sick child. So I used to be sick with a cough, cold, and a lot of mucus about six to eight times a year. And this ran up until I was 20 before I started studying um, nutrition. And even as an elite gymnast, I played squash. I was very athletic growing up. Football I was a vice captain of my football team at university. I performed well, but I I developed sports asthma and bronchitis, and I spent a lot of time traveling to doctors' offices around the world and my. Miami for them to figure out what was wrong with me and doing a lot of craniosacral work and realigning of my body and because my immune system was never serving me and when they found out that the root cause came down to a lot of my food allergies I had no choice but to switch it out and switch out the culprits for me were dairy and wheat gluten and I was sensitive to sugar but no nine-year-old child wants to hear about that. So it was a very hard switch for me to make until I got my degree because I wanted to be normal. I wanted to eat McDonald's and KFC and they have this cuisine in Trinidad called Doubles, which is like this curry and it's like this big flour and, you know, all of these rotis and this was a big part of our culture and and milk I loved like fruit loops and trick cereal and like all the delicious foods that are so addictive and like full of artificial colors and it's all I wanted to do was have normal life eating with kids stuff so I would 
go to school with my carrot sticks and tuna and you know Aww. my cucumber sticks wanting to trade my food for <laughs> junk food snacks and go to my friends houses and have gushers and we just weren't allowed and I hated every part of it like I thought it was such a hard switch to make and and then when I studied and I learned more about the power of food and like our mood and our immune system, I became more passionate because I understand how hard it is to make that switch wow. from like the standard American diet or just eating the normal way that whatever culture you grew up in eats into eating in a way that encourages you to thrive. And I struggled through it all. So I became passionate about helping people minimize their struggle and helping me and helping them by providing the tools that I learned along the way, like making it taste delicious, making it quick and easy, making it fun, enjoyable, you know, not a chore, but like a healthy lifestyle choice. And that's where I got started and why. Wow, what a powerful story. So this is this is why I wanted to know because you literally lived lived it through all your life from childhood and they know not eating like you said and you even thought that you were abnormal because you couldn't eat those foods and as you realize later those foods were not good for you anyways and it was kind of for your benefit. So if somebody comes in and somebody wants to to um coach them you like I know not only can give you strategy and tools and technique how to do this but I feel how you feel that especially when it comes to allergies or simply losing weight or simply uh feeling energetic because that's one of the biggest problem but that is such a powerful story for people to hear to see like you're not just somebody that just picked up and made a career but yet you actually went through it and and you actually know the feeling how hard it is so my question last Last question, where they can find me? <laughs> okay, cool. Um, just to sum up <laughs> before I get into that, I wanted to sum up my weight loss tips as a five pillars of health way of thinking about things. So okay. if we think about it uh, on simpler levels as hydration, fitness, nutrition, rest, and spiritual growth, mm-hmm. then we're able to understand that in five pillars of health that we want to look at all five areas to ensure successful and long-term weight loss and health and longevity. And I can be found, my website is www.greenbalance.co. And I have a few blogs up there with a few recipes and tips and a few of my writing pieces, as well as different courses that I teach and services that I offer. And my Facebook page is Green Balance Life and my Instagram is green.balance.life. And you can get my free meal prep challenge as well on my Instagram and read up more on my work. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have all of this underneath of this audio so the audience can actually find you. I'm going to put your um, website and as well as your social media so they can follow you. But uh, you said you do have, uh, awesome. you do personal coaching, one-on-one coaching, as well as you have courses and you have, uh, right now you said you have something for free. Uh, what yes. is that that they can go ahead and download and, you know, just to get to know you and just to get to know your work a little bit. They can find that on your website as well, right? 
Yes, exactly. So you can find my free meal prep challenge on my website, but mostly on my Instagram and Facebook. You'll see direct links there as well as my YouTube channel. Oh my gosh, how can I forget my YouTube channel? Uh, don't I, worry, I'm going to look you up and put everything in there. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, yes. go to my YouTube channel for uh, more videos and weight loss tips and meal prep. Okay. Well, definitely, I'm going to find all of the stuff that you told I'm going to put these stuff that you told me as well as your YouTube channel. Thank you so much for being here and educating us about the nutrition and how important it is to follow those five pillars, which is the essential weight loss, getting energy, having clear skin, balancing your hormone, and having a great gut. Um, and, and it doesn't sound really that hard because when you explain it and you see it, you're like, okay, it's not that bad as I thought it would be. And I always tell my audience and my followers that if you do uh, suffer from uh, hormonal unbalance or simply um, acne on a face or a skin that you don't like, um, losing weight, uh, lacking sleep, um, addiction with anything or especially bench eating, it is so worth to invest the money and have somebody professional getting you because it's about your health and health is the first priority without your health you cannot do nothing so that's why i want to bring experts like yourself for all these audience and followers to know how important it is that you can do the simplest thing yet such a powerful strategy that they can take care of their health because once you're healthy then you can take care of the rest of the stuff in your life very well said and i'm so grateful and happy that you invited me on here today and your story is so inspiring as well and I'm just so happy to be part of this journey and to be able to help some of your audience and contribute any way that I can. Oh, thank you so much. And we're definitely going to bring you back. I'm going to post this and they're going to listen to you and I'm going to give them all your information so they can find you because there's a lot of people out there that are taking their health um, uh, as a priority and I encourage them to do that. So that's why I want to bring special people like yourself so they can find you. And that's what we're going to do. Thank you so much again. And I will definitely have you back again. Thank you, Valerie. You're welcome.